0: What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Show Fox, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam, and I am here with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. Yo. And RJ, bye. Hello, uh, Casey's not here this week. She has uh, she had some family stuff she had to get to, and she's usually second, which is why the big long pause. Um, yeah, she'll be back uh, next time. Um, I'm
1: assuming she's trying to build her own way to um, hunt the predator in celebration of prey coming out this week.
0: Yeah, sure. That's that's a good enough reason. That's as good as, enough as any.
1: I thought you were going to like. It's like, is he gonna like drop her her like voice into the intro? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That was uh,
0: hilarious. All right. As a reminder, this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read the books that we're going to talk about on this show, I'm going to ruin those for you. We'll give you uh, timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Animal Man volumes one and two by Jeff Lemire, Travel Foreman, Steve Pugh, Timothy Green, the second Alberto. Ponticelli and Laverne Kinzierski. That's a lot of people. That's got to be the most so far.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of, there's like the annuals and stuff in these volumes so we had to make sure yeah. we get everyone. The first two, Foreman and Pew are the main guys doing doing the art.
0: Word. Yeah. We're here. So yeah, so, so, so Casey's not here. Uh <laughs> She'll be back. We're. I think we're we're taking next week off. Also, so.
1: Yeah, life is finding a way to fuck up our podcast schedule. <laughs> it as happens. It, we're doing so
0: well. We got. We had the entire schedule down last season, and you know, it's the summer. Things happen.
1: Yeah.
0: People got to go places.
1: Yeah, you got to get fucking sand in your comic. You know.
0: I do have to get sand in my comics. Going going <laughs> to the beach. Going to ruin some comics.
1: Perfect. What a great what a great plan.
0: It's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Sounds relaxing. I don't know why I always forget about the sand comics until, <laughs> until it yeah, gets
0: brought up. It is the anniversary of that joke. We have to celebrate.
1: Yeah. Yep, exactly.
0: So, uh, how is everybody? How are y'all?
1: You know, chilling. and get through the week. I fucking read a, bunch, a whole bunch of Animal Man. We'll talk about that later. It inspired me to read more New 52 comics because it ties in with the swamp thing and it's uh i read that too it's really good <laughs> doing doing too much research now for the show i know just reading omni yeah. after omni It
0: it's it's funny Finally, we, not we, the only one <laughs> we changed around the format of the show to to try to kind of make it easier on us so that the our schedule will be more predictable and it ended up giving us so much more shit to read
1: but in a good way
0: yeah, I like it's Just it's so much comics, and then I always leave it to the like the very last minute, and then I'm I'm locked in a room with comics, and I got to yeah. read a bunch
1: mm-hmm. of comics. That's like your move, though. Yeah, you just start telling you to record a day early, and you'll be you'll be you'll be ready to go every time.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like if my school teachers just all told me that everything was due a week earlier than everybody else, I would have been fine in school.
1: <laughs> mm. I like how it's up to them for you to
0: be on time. <laughs> That's the way it is. It's up to everybody else.
1: <laughs> That's how procrastination works. Exactly, yeah. But, no, it's been a week. It's been a regular week. We're back here talking about comics again. So, you know, it's always fun. It's been a slow week for me. I don't really have much going on. Yeah, same. Well, let's just fucking get into it. The only let's thing I in. actually did relates to our first comic. Uh, Predator, number one. (laughs) (laughs) By Ed Brisson, Kev Walker, and Frank DeMarta. This is a a comic about uh, Predator. The Predator. (laughs) Well, this is about a Predator. It's about a Predator, sure. That's a good point. Edward J. Predator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is Edward J.
0: Predator Jr. eh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one's got a little bit of a little twist. So we, we start off. In the year 2056, we see some predators fucking fighting. And one of them dies, because duh. Um, and eventually we get the unmasking of the person, and uh, they take their predator mask off, and it appears to be a human woman. It is not, in fact, a predator. It is not a predator. <laughs> um, <laughs> and through the twists and turns, we find out that this woman lived on this planet. It um, was like recently colonized by humans. And uh, a predator killed her whole family. Um,
0: And she escaped with the ship.
1: And she escaped with the ship. Out for revenge using their own weapons. And it's basically, yeah, it's hunting down all predators to find the one that's missing a mandible. Because her mother cut a mandible off Mm. fighting off. So she's just literally... Scouring the universe, hunting all of the predators to find the ones that killed her family.
0: You, you, know, what cool. my, you know what my thought was? Um, what if we find out that predators can grow back their mandibles? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. That's I thought that too. Yeah. I I mean my my thought was just
0: they're like there's like a whole planet of them, right? Like there's yeah. probably yeah, like there's billions of them.
1: planeters. Yeah. Predators. Well, they don't really so. seem to
0: have their own planet, do they? They kind of they're kind of nomadic. They just roam from planet to planet. Predator. all right well i'm gonna be
1: honest i don't know much about predator or i more. guess hunting would be I love the, how word the beginning in the, f- the, the the title page they have a rundown of all of the predator movies to date oh like so it nice. says 1987 central america mm-hmm. mercenary team stalked by predator first predator 899 or 97 predator comes to la 2010. Predator eight invi- comes to LA. Eight individuals are abducted from Earth and dropped into a planet in 2018. Like, so it covers all of the yeah. predators that have been out at this point, which is fucking great, in my opinion. <laughs> so yeah. this is like in continuity. This is the year 2056 of predatoring.
0: When you lay it out like <laughs> that, it really showcases how much Predator is just like. All right, come up with a, a genre and, and a situation and, we're, and gonna, we're gonna drop an alien hunter into it and absolutely. now you have a totally I kept movie.
1: seeing people like talk about like like they want like samurai and like medieval yeah. predator oh, and fuck like, yeah. It would be so amazing. That would be so good. Pick, pick a time, put a predator in
0: it. I'm fucking yeah. there. Uh, it's just I, w- I want like, predators versus dinosaurs, man. it's
1: just kind of like the uh the uh seven samurai formula where you can just have like yeah. it doesn't matter like what time period you just have people like defend a village against a right and it's great threat. every like, time right yeah Yeah. 100% yeah um, Predator vs. T-Rex Jurassic Park t- Predator I'm in like yeah Jurassic Park Predator <laughs> we are gonna watch the new one but Christina hadn't seen OG Predator so we I actually watched oh, yeah. the original Predator this weekend again well the new <sighs> one is very good so okay. oh yeah we're gonna work up to it but yeah this this comic felt like watching original predator and it was fucking great well it's a it's a shame this book has this book has been delayed for like two years because the oh, wow. um well because marvel picked up the rights from dark horse for alien and predator and the alien books came out and then i think the original copyright holders of the of the predator franchise was like no we we want some money we, 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 want, <laughs> we want like i, I don't know fuckers. exactly i don't know exactly what happened
0: money but it, please but
1: it it delayed this book for this long but i'm glad that marvel was able to put this out because it it's really it's a strong start yeah, yeah i like I, I was immediately hooked um like it tails all this time for as far as Reventor. Right? yeah but i'm i'm in it was yeah. great <laughs> yeah and like there's uh we were talking a little bit like there's lots of nods to like the franchise as a whole like it's the trophies of all the predator mess and stuff so like you see a lot of like it's definitely pulling from all of that predator lore which is funny because like watching the original predator on this this weekend it's like there is no lore right that movie you right. get you only have questions i mean that's, there are
0: no answers <laughs> honestly you could drop in right on prey and be fine like you don't need to see well, yeah, there, technically no... that would
1: be chronological order wouldn't it
0: Exactly. Like there's, there's no <laughs> connectivity. There's no continuity. I, love that. I mean, yeah. that's how a
1: lot of the these franchises were, right? They're just like one film that was so popular that yeah. pe- that fans just kind of made a, a community around it, and yeah. then just almost demanded that there be lore.
0: <laughs> uh, we were just watching um, the next Karate Kid because Rachel had to oh. be a, was a guest star on Karate Kid Minute, and they're doing oh, okay. uh, the next Karate Kid. Oh wow. And what, and the next karate kid has no connectivity to the first three. There's no, the only person that, that connects them is Miyagi. So you have this like right. weird <laughs> Miyagi verse where it's like, they could have just kept doing that. He just keeps going from place to place and teaching a teenager karate. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the next, next, next Karate Kid.
0: <laughs> just he's he's the predator in that situation. You t- right? T- come up with any teen movie and throw a Mr. Miyagi in, and now the kid has to learn karate in two weeks. I just
1: I love had it. a uh, yeah, I love it. I had a question that I actually because like I don't know a terrible amount f- about Predator and Alien, but I was wondering <laughs> like, was there any connection between them before Aliens vs Predator in the movie came out, or were they just two huge? Mega franchises that got so popular, they just decided to, to have them, them. That feels the most accurate. Yeah, I, I think the connective sure. tissue
0: there is money. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, have...
1: that's totally fine. I, I <laughs> yeah. was just—it's so interesting that they ended up like you know in the you know together. To and... me, it's the same thing with Godzilla versus Kong. You got two fucking giant, <laughs> awesome fucking monsters. Let's make them yeah. fucking fight. And then they'll be bros or not, at the end we'll we'll find out. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, they could go a whole hollow earth thing and do all what they did in that movie.
1: Yeah, I love that. But I just like at the end, they're just like, respect. And that was the It was pretty much no. the end of the movie. They, Sorry, were, they awesome. were boys
0: by the end.
1: <laughs> so hopefully maybe Predator and Alien are boys by the end and they go on little space adventures. I, I don't know. How I don't so think it. that's going to happen. I
0: sincerely doubt that.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, shit. All anyway, right. this is a fun comic. Great start to, and like, if you like Predator, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy this. Like, I think that's, yeah, it's definitely, as it gets. It's like this is a, this is what you're looking for in a Predator comic.
0: And if you're thinking, I, I don't know if I can pick this up. I've never seen a Predator movie. That's not how Predator works. Go yeah, well. good.
1: You get all the information <laughs> you need for this version of the Predator in this comic. It's great. <laughs> it's the most like bare bones like mission statement for an alien. I love they hunt stuff. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. He's a predator. Just
0: land on a planet and kill everything. They, no got no cool, they got yeah. cool
1: tech and they fucking kill shit. Done. It's it's not like Star Trek where you have to spend like half the episode explaining what the alien race is about. Right, yeah. The this alien is is race a, kills shit. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's
0: a god, go shoot everything.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well, that um I don't I don't know. Like, I don't have a segue here. <laughs> this is my comic book. It's um mine, god damn it. So my pick for the week is Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number three by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, Carmen Carnero, and Nolan Woodard. Dude, what is he fighting in this thing? Oh, man. Like a T2 uh, fucking thing going on. Yeah, here. he's fighting um, uh, metal. All <laughs> yeah, right. So the, it's a metal. T2,000. Got it. <laughs> metal. Okay. Uh, so I don't think, I don't think I've talked about this book. Um, I think we might have talked about the first
0: issue. Yeah, we talked about we, the first issue. Well, we
1: talked about the issue that was the prequel to both... Ca- oh, like there's the kickoff so, issue. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, two... That really,
0: that really wet issue. Yeah. They're they're, wet the, <laughs> everyone <laughs>
1: was very sweaty. This one, less, uh, less sweaty. Um, so we talked about the... There, there's two Captain America series going on right now. There's Sentinel of Liberty and there's Symbol of Truth. One focuses on Steve and one focuses on Sam. Um so this is the Steve book and uh this is issue 3. So essentially what's happened is that Steve someone is using his old allies, the the like the um the monikers of his old World War 2 allies and sending them out to become to be terrorists and uh so Steve takes down this guy and he go he like goes that symbol, the symbol uh you have is, isn't yours it's theirs and then kind of blows up. Um so we learn that there's this organization called the Outer Circle and they're split up by like there's it's the machine, the power, the love and the revolution. And it is these forces that are kind of like uh, outside of uh, anything, manipulating us and playing this game with us on, like, a chessboard um, and positioning people, and they're using Cap's old uh, allies uh, for their, like, fight for, like, global power. Um, So what happens is... Steve has to track down the guy who invented the design for his shield and he goes it leads him to these mountains uh this like volcano uh where he finds a giant version of his shield that shoots out this metal guy from the center and he, <laughs> cool, um, cool. yeah he has a and, chewy liquid center yeah so this this I think it's called Starpoint because it's the point of the star of the shield that shoots him out. Mm. And it's like it's like this like giant m- gigantic like uh building-sized version of Cap's shield. It shoots this guy out and he's fighting it. And um the 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 art in this book is sick. It is yeah. so good. Yeah. Um it does a lot of that panel layout that we talk about in like black widow where it's the like multiple like for like after of people of like movement and a lot of like cap bouncing around with his shield catching it and and it, it's so cool um so he he fights it um he they're in a in a uh electrical power plant in germany that was like germany's like kind of building like uh reparations from World War II, I guess they built like just to like try to like create energy, I don't know. Um they uh so Cap does this dope thing where he he's like fighting the creature and then he's like the uh T'Chaka who's Black Panther's father who gave him the shield is like he told me that the shield is my teacher and um my companion and to listen to it so like he like brungs the shield onto the ground cuts through the like electricity in the power plant and swipes the energy up and like electrocutes the thing which it's just so cool um <laughs> and then he gets into the the it's the it's called the forge and it's volcano it's like they like he's like in an active volcano and there's a <laughs> forge in the volcano and there's um, a lot
0: of fun stuff with lava in this. Oh I yeah, love yeah. lava physics in in this kind of storytelling.
1: Yeah, it's great. So he he, he finds a uh, kind of like a like a dais uh w- that has a perfect like embellishment for his shield. So he puts it down like a video game. Like it's like a perfectly <laughs> like like marked spot. It's like put quest item here. And he like, he puts the shield down and this recording starts playing of the, of the guy he was looking for, the, the creator of the shield design. And he's like, uh, if you've, if you hear this message, it means that you've completed your mission. Uh, and so have I. And, um, that the, the shield you wear, uh, is actually their shield or their symbol. Um, and he talks about the outer circle. And he explains to them, he explains to Steve that he needs to stop the outer circle and that he hopes that, uh, they, like the outer circle wants, uh, Steve to be their super soldier and he, and that he hopes that that won't happen, that Steve won't let that happen. Um, and that the shield, uh, you know, Cap's shield has like these three circles and it's essentially the outer circle is like the leader's. And then the two inner circles are like their subordinates and then the star in the middle of the shield is Cap or a super soldier, like their their big like gun that they use to uh uh like you know, take care of people. Um and then the machine shows up and kind of destroys the forge and Cap has to has Cap has to like get on his shield and like ride yeah. in the lava. <laughs> Um, boat on lava yeah and then also as this is happening um bucky when they took down the first guy bucky took the thing that kind of blew the dude's brain out he like kind of like died in like a fiery explosion and there was like this gem that was left over um and uh so bucky took it and then bucky has his own conspiracy board with a star in it and he's like checking he's like filled in one point of the star and he's like, all right, one down, four to go. And then Cap hasn't heard from Bucky in three issues. So Bucky's doing his own thing. And in this issue He's got his own
0: Triforce to collect, it sounds like
1: Pent Force, I guess. I guess. <laughs> pent force. Um so but in this issue, uh Cap's story is also intercut with with a uh, Bucky's story. And the Bucky story is him going undercover to play baccarat and he encounters this lady and um it's peggy carter and turns out peggy carter is like alive and he confronts her and he's like the last like 10 missions you did uh to stop like terrorists or whatever actually ended up benefiting um other evil people like the power, the evil didn't go away, it just consolidated. So, Bucky thinks Peggy is evil, and there's kind of, like, illusions that maybe Bucky is also being brainwashed. I can't tell. Like, I think one of them is under the control of the Outer Circle, um, and so they they end up fighting, and so th- we need to learn more about, like, what's going on there. But this book rules. It's so good. Uh, it's, like, it's exactly what I want from a cap book. It's like a political thriller m- mashed with superhero stuff. Like you got like that's, shadow that's caps at the best. Yeah, you got like shadow government and you know fucking uh metal people being shot out of a shield, just riding lava <laughs> on a shield. Yeah, and yeah, it's so good. I really, I I was behind and I caught up, uh, and I was like, this has to be my pick because it it's just. It's like one of my favorite ongoings now. It's really awesome. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, it's like classic comics fun. It's just a fun book.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's great.
0: All right, well, uh, speaking of a a story you can drop into any genre or any period of time. (laughs) (laughs) To jump one pick back. uh, I got Love Everlasting number one by Tom King. Elsa Chartier and Matt Hollingsworth. This is a fun book. I I didn't quite know what to expect out of this, and I'm still a, a bit confused on on what the main story is. But it's really well told. So we get this this woman who kind of surfs through different like pulp romance stories. Like the first, she's like in in love with. With her best friend's guy, and then like they end up breaking up, and they end up getting together at the end. It's very like
1: '30s black and white romance, like pining over, like Tom King writes really. I mean, like we learned from Human Target, Tom King writes that kind of time period really well. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a very it's a very classic pulp romance comic kind of kind of vibe, and the art in this is beautiful. Yeah, the art is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, then the second one, like she she it's her falling in love with this like, this musician that her dad doesn't approve of. and then her dad finds out that like, he's the son of his boss and then everything's like, okay, everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. And then like but like I, and then and then the, the the next one she's in like a western, and there's guys fighting over her, but like each time, she has like fleeting <clears throat> memories of the last one. So, like, it, it's it feels like an anthology series, but it is the same woman, and she seems to be, like, quantum leaping around in these in these romance stories.
1: Also, there's, like, narration, and she's kind of, like, fighting the narration. Like, she's having, oh. like, a kind of, like, a, a battle, like, because uh, sometimes when she talks to the, the new love interest, the <laughs> name of the old one will come up, and it's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, stop yeah. telling me. Yeah, my name isn't George. Yeah, bro. right, right. It just gets suddenly, like, very, like, Twilight Zone. Like, well, yeah, there's the weird kind of, you get the weirdness at the end of the Western where this guy, like, tracks her down and says, like, I have a message for you. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I have a message for Joan Peterson, and then he's like, Joan Peterson says she would like you to know that love is everlasting. It's like, wait, but.
0: Yeah and then she gets killed and then she comes to as a nurse in yet another love story.
1: Yes, yeah, so like I don't know what's going on. But uh it doesn't it just feels like almost like a like Russian doll plus quantum leap situation. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little a little bit like I'm getting strong quantum leap vibes. Like she's
1: still her but like she's like I don't know, she might be dying. It's not. I, I think she's dying, or something's happening to her, and she's hopping into different versions of herself. Very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I do love this artwork. It's it's so clean. It and it matches this the the time periods really well. Like we get these really great color palettes for each one. Oh
1: yeah, I'm a huge fan of her art. She did that was- November book with Fraction. Mm-hmm. Her oh, amazing. Yeah, and it's great seeing these Substack comics come out on Image, so we can kind of get a flavor of what they've been working on. So it's, it's yeah, so we get, it's cool to see that shit—actual comics of the digital version. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, it's Animal Man time.
1: Fuck again. Yes. <laughs>
0: Second week in a row. I I said last week. Uh, uh, just totally naive me going man i'd hate to be any artist who had to who had to draw these scripts from uh from grant morrison and then we get to the stuff that these poor artists had to draw in this <laughs> story.
1: yeah i think the artists and both volumes were- like they do such a good job of ramping up the awfulness if you thought things me. were cronenberg before yeah man this real
0: this shit got so weird so quickly
1: (sighs) so okay so this is animal man volume one the hunt we basically just kind of get dropped in this is new 52 so we're kind of just kind of restarting the character so we're still here with buddy baker um and in this you know he's still an actor um and he's Kind of trying to make it. He started as a stunt man, we still, but he's also still out and about as Animal Man. So, um, and but there's also been this movement that's kind of centered around with him because he's still famous for a lot of the stuff that he's done. Like, like this is there. it's almost picks up right where we kind of left off. Yeah, Um, it really um, feels like that. It's great because there's an issue that is just from not a whole issue, may uh, like maybe half an issue of like that's just from the perspective of a film that he's in yeah yeah the ryan daronofsky film which i thought was yeah funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, yeah it's, it was so weird to see them do that like angle like that the actor yeah angle. it was great that like lemire basically wrote an entire like pulpy movie inside uh-huh. of everything yep. too it's great i was i do like how we a- zoom yeah. out
0: and it's actually cliff watching it on his phone
1: yeah yep. i thought it was really well done yeah Um, I think is right in the beginning. He's doing this interview because he's just had this film and it's getting a ton of press and buzz and uh, it's doing really, really well. This it's like a small budget indie uh, film about like a kind of like a down and out superhero struggling to make (laughs) his way. So like very relatable for buddy, (laughs) but he still has his family, right? So he's got, uh, you know, his wife and two kids are still, so we still have the family that we recognize. Um, but very quickly we kind of find out it's a little bit different version because his daughter Maxine asks for a dog and um there's kind of like an underpinning that there's something else going on, but he's like, Oh, I can't have animals near me, I'll like attach to them that'll mess up my power. I thought that was a hilarious like <laughs> just <laughs> way not to get a it's dog. It's like what does yet. that mean? <laughs> yeah. So right away we can't afford
0: to have you serial killing all of these animals
1: (laughs) yeah so he gets called away to stop this guy who's at a hospital and we see this is where we get our first introduction of this fucking art the way uh i didn't think travel foreman just does the first arc um the way Mm. this he draws the powers that he's pulling is is amazing um because he almost adds in like um like the body morphing of the animal into it like the people yes. aren't seeing that but he's he's showing us that he takes like he takes like the physical characteristics of the animal as much as the the power <clears throat> yeah and it's really cool how it's done uh, but he crushes this dude pretty quick and then all of a sudden his eyes just start bleeding and everyone totally like, uh, totally normal you know yeah <laughs> totally normal whenever i use my animal powers eyes blade and, afterwards yeah I hate, he, <laughs> I, hate, I hate it when that happens i <laughs> hate i hate it when it happens that he immediately has a nightmare of these fucking rot hunters coming after him and uh then we see maxine playing in the backyard with a bunch, of, <laughs> with a bunch of dead animals that have been brought to life I yeah, like just Harryhausen
0: skeleton animals I, I love this around. scene
1: because there's a panel where she's feeding a skeleton cat milk and it's yep, like dripping yep.
0: yeah, and it's like pouring all over the counter, counter. It's pretty, yeah, yeah. yeah it's
1: like her name was Mrs. Pickles and I was like oh my god it's so yeah. good so this is where this iteration of Animal Man kind of strays a little bit and what we'll kind of maybe of doing beat by beat, we'll kind of summarize this first volume. Um, effectively, um, well, <laughs> first, <laughs> Buddy just immediately starts bleeding, and there's just a map on his chest of like, It's like a tree. Of the, right? of, the, of the of a tree, and it's like yeah. it's effectively the red. And Maxine's like, oh look, it's the red. And they're like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, what? So we kind of find out through the twists and turns that Maxine has a deep connection to the red, just like uh, her father and yeah. we kind of start seeing her powers manifest a little bit so she's only four but like this guy comes up and tries to like do something to Cliff and he turns she turns his hand into a chicken arm yeah <laughs> and he's <laughs> like well he was mean to Cliff and like fucking turn it back girl god damn
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know if you've ever met a four year old but imagine a four year old with like omega power. mutant level powers yeah and- that could like Really, yeah. It's the kid from, it's stuff. the
1: baby from the Invincibles. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah this this whole story is basically okay. What's going on? It's it's and then the, Maxine and Buddy going to the the red, and this is where we get some like some of the craziest fucking pages coming up. Like this two spread page of him just getting like morphed and sucked into the red um the rot taking over the hippos at the zoo and just like exploding and like they've got like huge the fucking guards and shit oh, the hippos god, have like bro. bulbous like they're like they have like tumors like more than half the size of them like yeah. bulging out yeah and then oh god and then these dudes just full-on like men in black take these dudes for fucking skin suits <laughs> And are trying to hunt these guys. Um, again, I don't want to like go past it. Like <laughs> some of the art is so good, but it's so gross in some of the best ways. <laughs> I just don't want to gloss over it. Like this one in the next issue where his face is just all completely morphed, but you can still see all the individual pieces of it and like how it was morphed, and it's just like and Maxine's just like, fine. He's like, oh, we're almost there, Daddy, don't worry about it. And he's, like, being shredded while going through it. It's fucking great. Then we meet the Parliament of Limbs, which is the <laughs> council that is in charge of the Red. And as we learn throughout, there's also the Parliament of Decay, which is what runs the Rot, and the Parliament of Trees, uh, mm-hmm. which, if you're familiar with Swamp Thing, is the, is the, the r- people who run the Green. And we kind of get the... Um, we kind of get the 411 on what's going on here. Basically, the red is like, "Yo, um buddy, you're basically a temporary avatar that we made." No, he's like we a waiting. bodyguard. He's like a bodyguard for Maxine, who's the true avatar of She's the red. Gohan. Basically. Yeah. That, <laughs> she's I like kept thinking that the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She's she's Gohan like the she's the 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 child that is like be- stronger than stronger than everyone but doesn't yeah. necessarily again because they're a child can't compose themselves enough when they need to so yeah. she's,
0: ba- she's basically the, the an- she's animal swamp thing in a way
1: yeah she's the avatar of the red she has yeah. complete control over the red the way um, swamp thing does of the green
0: she's animal thing
1: yeah she calls herself <laughs> animal girl because she just wants to be like her daddy Which is adorable, (laughs) and and, yeah, and they basically fill it. It's like, look, the rot, which is one of the three elements, you know, in charge of decay and things like that. They are they've overstepped. They have a new avatar that we don't know of yet, and so they are they are trying to. They're coming after you, and they are gonna. They're gonna kill some motherfuckers. So they get into it a little bit in in this book, but way more in Swamp Thing that yes. the, the red, the green, and the rot are essentially the, the forces of nature. And it's like, yep. you know, it's plants, animals, and then, you know, decay. But they're a cycle that all live in harmony because you can't have any of the others without, without one. Um, so that, and, you know, they all it all works. But when uh, Arcane became the avatar of the rot, he started amassing more power and upsetting the balance so yeah, that you kind of get that in the yeah we find that out in like the zero issue of animal man but yeah they talk right. about that a ton in swamp thing yeah the, obviously with abigail and stuff yes yeah, it's, it's way more way more prominent that it's like the whole like no the rot isn't evil always it's just a for it's a part of nature yeah. like certain people could make it evil and I, I like that that cycle kind of thing. Like it's Absolutely. it's just kind of uh, how how the world works. Uh, but uh, they're kind overstepping. Of like, yeah, the the power grabbing is, makes it interesting. Yep. So we have these fucking brat monsters trying to kill everybody in the Baker family. Um, inside the red, again, just incredible body morphing and body horror depictions of action of him like kind of turning into different animals and stuff when fight, he turns like, into like a gorilla is like yeah. gets like the huge hands yep it's it's, it's so it's crazy really looking it's really cool yeah,
0: the word we kept coming up with in the group chat was squelchy yeah, it's, it's all just, very squelchy it's,
1: it's so like raw the art and the 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 transformations and stuff um and then really once basically. <laughs> Um, Buddy effectively gets, like, he gets knocked down. We really start seeing Maxine's power, like, basically literally does, I think, something that we're going to use the Gohan reference that Gohan did. Uh. Basically just gets away, from, get away from my family and just blows these motherfuckers away. Um, so we kind of get a glimpse of how powerful hmm. she is, um, but how out of control that she has, because she basically heals buddy completely and then they just hop back in the red and we kind of um, figure out what's going on and like really preparing for war and this is when we get one of my favorite characters we get Socks good old Socks he's, he's one of the parliament that kind of makes a choice like look this she needs help and he leaves the comforts of the red to, to be her guardian and he's just a Giant. Well, he starts off as a giant, hairless cat, but he's effectively just a talking cat now in the real world. <laughs> um, and that's kind of yeah. Oh my god. And at this point, we now they are um, we have some other some great action, and again we see another great glimpse of Maxine's power where, um, she, she gets eaten. By uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and is able to. She gets effectively killed, and she regrows her body because she figured out how to do it. It's like, oh no problem! I just regrew my body. No big deal. <laughs> this this nice little fox yeah, Just, I mean, as just, you just gave me a, gave me their body. Um, I, I
0: like but I the, like too how we're like we're on this road trip story now. So like, yeah, they 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 kind of had to run to. Um, the the grandmother's house, and she hates all of this. She's she hates Buddy. She hates Buddy specifically. She yeah. hates the whole superpower thing. And and then like when when the Rot Monster took over this police officer's body that Buddy had met in that first issue. Yeah, and he just shows up. He's like, "Oh, I'm cause, cause he was like, if you ever have a problem, call this guy and he'll show right up." Because like we became friends. And he owes me one and like he shows up just to be killed by the rot like immediately yep mm. pretty much pretty so now much. they're on yep. the run in this camper so like it's it's
1: great yeah and effectively what I think socks at some point is like we need to go find Swamp Thing yeah
0: because mm-hmm.
1: if not we are fucked <laughs> so like we need to go find Swamp Thing but Yeah, so this she, starts she... his journey to Swamp Thing
0: but going back to her reconstructing her own body, like how she, how, I keep going, she's only four. Like yeah. how, how well, that's the whole mom, mom's, point but she has this too. natural,
1: they explain this a lot in swamp thing, but they talk about it a, There's just this, they have this innate connection to the red. So it's reflex. Yeah. So mm. like, she's like, Oh, I, how did you know you could do that? It's like, I just knew. I think that yeah, actually happens in this next issue. It. This had some of the Where best guys scenes. Yeah, in the next volume. But, like, him rip, just ripping apart wolves. Mm. Was so, those pages were fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, and then she just, like, grows herself out of a fox. It's like, yep, this fox said it was cool. I just took his body because he's a nice fox. And, look, now I'm, now I'm back. It's no problem. And the mom and grandma are like, "What
0: the fuck?" Yeah, they're both just <laughs> horrified because then there's there's still a corpse of their daughter. Like now there's two of them. Yeah. And one of them is like, mm-hmm. "What do you do with the corpse of a four year old?" Like how do how you, you get reconcile that? Right, <laughs> right. Do you want to like you slogan? don't just bury like in the woods because then some some poor jogger is going to find the bleached skeleton of a four year old and have a heart attack. And then there's yeah, but a whole you save a lot of money on Halloween
1: decorations. <laughs> oh God. It's terrible. I can't overstate how awesome the art in this is. So we switch artists to, um, to Steve Pugh, who had done... I was reading the Omnibus Forward, who... He was the artist on the Animal Man run uh, that Jeff Lemire first read. So I would imagine, like, getting him back to do this art has got to be a cool thing to work with the artist that kind of sparked your interest in a character. Yeah, he does such a great job of kind of carrying on what Travel Foreman set up with the vibe, keeping this this body horror uh, motif going. Um, There's also a great little moment that reminded me of the Morrison run where they're stopping for snacks at a gas station. And then this girl's wearing this Evolve or Die shirt, which is like the Animal Man mantra thing that's kind of come out. Oh, I, I have that shirt. They sold that nice. shirt. That's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a cool shirt. It's like Animal Man, like in the the tree of the red. Yeah, and it says a volume like die. The, it's almost like the cover of the first volume. It's great, but just yeah, all but all red, like all, all mono, red, yeah. monocolor. Uh, I was like, I was I, like,
0: that's that's my dad. And <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, yeah, that's my
1: dad. And they're like, no, it's not. And then Cliff just fucking rolls up. Like, oh, we got to go. The Justice League needs us and just flies away. Yep, <laughs> He's like, that was awesome. He's like, I know. It was I re- such a great moment. I really like this book because uh, Cliff is such a little shit and like he was such a little shit in Morrison's run too, but like yeah. you can definitely see like more of their dynamic and like how he's a little shit, but he loves his family.
0: Right, like exactly. Still rocking the mullet uh, after all these still years. Still rocking well, that, the that, mullet. Yeah. that
1: conversation he has with Constantine yeah. was amazing.
0: Oh it yeah, he's like the trench so, coat went
1: out of style in the eighties. Like so sort did of that mullet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude, it's like, cum- says the dude with the with the Bobby Butnick mullet. So
1: I love Constantine clapping back on a child. So right. Lemire, <laughs> Lemire wrote some of. Constantine's New 52 run and he wrote Justice League Dark with Constantine and th- ju- New 52 was like my exposure to Constantine and I know tons of like big Hellblazer fans hate him because they like neutered the characters like taking like a uh, like an R ready character and sticking him in like you know PG-13 zone <laughs> but I love New 52 Constantine just like because that was my exposure to him, and New 52 was really, like, where I started getting more and more into DC, and I just, I love Justice League Dark. It's my favorite DC team, and uh, Lemire's, like, Constantine, I, I just love, I, I feel like he still is able to get the spirit of the character, even without being able to write, like, you know, do, do like, a, a Vertigo-esque series with him. Yeah um yeah oh god this book this this whole volume has so much stuff and again like we we're getting interspliced visions of what may come to pass of him seeing a future where the rot takes over the world um, uh, then Maxine kind of fighting them just interspersed between what's going on now so we're kind of getting some foreshadowing of what we think might be happening um then we kind of see the rod is spreading and all the animals in these towns, so he just is trying to help fight off and help these people. And again, just some of the action in this particular couple issues where like one, he just rips a bunch of wolves in half. Yeah. He, he rolls into this town and, the rot has taken over all of the wildlife and is and one of them's a rabbit he literally kicks the head off of a
0: rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking punts it. It is so fucking awesome. It's it's crazy too cuz like as as they're driving all of the wildlife they're passing is succumbing to the rot. Yeah. That's following them so they're just like it's almost like a walking dead thing where they just have this stampede of zombie animals yeah. following.
1: So yeah they found they got really got a foothold in in the world and now they're spreading and uh yeah they they get buddy they get his body and he gets kind of forced back into the red mm. uh, which we and this is where we get a great nod where he's as there's an overlay basically his body's kind of being rebuilt and like getting sucked into the red and he's talking about um the dream where he uh, where a few years ago where he was had a dream where uh, had a horrible nightmare where Ellen and his kids had been killed and then he met his <laughs> maker and he was some skitty intense Scottish guy who claimed I was just a character in a comic book <laughs> 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 which is just fucking great that he was able to put this in here and kind what of a, give what it a, weird yeah, a, little, so a weird dream there's a little there's a little
0: breath where he says I swear to god this is true
1: yeah it's awesome and again, this this overlaid on him being rebuilt as he's being plunged back into the red, because um, now in the real world, the rot has his original body, and he's in the red trying to figure out what's going on. And this is when we meet Shepard, who becomes an all-time great character if, to me in this run.
0: I fucking love this guy.
1: He's great. Just calls him Butter Baker all the time. Butterbaker. <laughs> butter baker. The
0: he's the blondie best. man, Butter Baker. He's awesome. He's
1: a main. He's a staple of the entire run. Um, and he kind of fills him in. It's like, yo, you're dead. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, now we have to kind of work through the red so we can go talk to the parliament again. Um, but we're like kind of lowly soldiers, so we have to take we have we have to
0: take the long way around. I love this dude's beard. I want a beard like this. <gasps> Great.
1: Yeah, then we really get to see more of the red, which I think this is where some of the art really shines. We see, like, whales swimming in blood. They just have, like, no skin. They're not fully formed. Mm. Uh, we see some of the rot incursions. Um, and we're just kind of getting some more information learning about the red as a whole, while we're also seeing the rot kind of rally um, because they now have Buddy's body. <laughs> it's not great for the family and then as we get it we get our buddy constantine who just basically i like how he shows up and is basically like you guys are fucked and, he's yeah, like, and things, then he
0: doesn't try to help at all it's like things got weird enough for me to show up that's
1: constantine yeah <laughs> pretty much. um in here there's also the annual where it tells us about an old an older story of a, a swamp thing and avatar the red fighting the rot before which i thought was some cool background because Sox is kind of explaining to Maxine why this is so important. Yeah. Um, That was a cool story. Um, We get some OGs. Old Swamp Thing and some other guys rolling.
0: He's like a skinny, skinny Swamp Thing.
1: Yeah, he's a tiny little guy. Skinny Twiggy. Twig twig thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And when we get back to the... This couple issues are my favorite with him fighting through the red helping to get rid of the rot that's there so we can get to the parliament. We just see some awesome action. We meet more of the soldiers of the Reds. They call them the warriors of the... I think uh, they're just like the warrior clan, which is all... They're just dogs
0: with giant... They're like <laughs> dog <boundaries. laughs> I they're love fucking the fucking awesome. The dog warriors are the best. Mm-hmm. I, I, fucking want, I want action figures of every character in this story, Dude, even the weird squelchy ones.
1: They're so well-designed, and they're just so awesome and sincere uh like all of these characters I, f- I feel like they're all just really well i like that there's a bunch of written. different
0: breeds of dogs represented like one yeah. of them's a bulldog there's a, like a pit bull one um just good boys they're just mm-hmm. they're yeah good, absolutely good boys.
1: <laughs> yeah like i said constantine again just basically saying they're fucked he's where with madam xanadu and um zatanna, zatanna. and they're like, yeah, like. yeah, the rot's coming. You got to help. And they're like, "That's it. That's all they got." There's this cool standoff between Maxine and Zatanna, where oh, uh, yeah. Zatanna makes her stop walking, and uh, Maxine's like about to turn her into a toad. And I was like, I would, I would have loved to see that showdown. Yeah, I yeah, it I wanted been great. to see that fight. Uh, so good. Um, yeah, this is we're kind of getting right up to the line. We're we're getting a lot of the family drama cliff has been like seduced by the body of his father that's now controlled by the rot it's so creepy it's so creepy it's like dad Um, but elongated and it's like dad are you okay it's like yeah i'm totally fine and it's just like he's like (laughs) growing like
0: and then and then the the mom the grandmother and uh and maxine just like fuck off and leave leave cliff behind leave cliff <laughs> behind with his obsessed father's body like well then socks transforms
1: into his like final form to kind of go fight nice um <laughs> to go fight <laughs> it's not this, it. uh to go fight this fucking thing uh to kind of track and he kind of like Shit. hulks up as a cat which is great what i loved in this issue hulks is up. we kind of we get more nods back to the morrison stuff So basically, we find out that obviously, Buddies, we know what's going on. He's been made. And he's like, look, my body up there. They're like, your body up there has got someone in it. Some dude stole my body. Yeah, and they're like, okay. We'll make you a new one. It's gonna fucking hurt. And they bring back the (laughs) yellow alien. And they bring back the yellow alien. So we find out they're basically the tailors (laughs) of the red. They were created to design and tailor things for the red. And here is when they they tweak his powers a little bit. The, the Parliament decide to give him a stronger connection to the Red uh, and also give him morphogenic powers as well. So this meaning- is... Oh, sorry. No, oh, go ahead. No, good. So this is Lemire turning Morrison's weird meta commentary on comic book origins in, and then mm-hmm. making it comic booky again? It's awesome. Because it's like, I think it's great. No, yeah, I I love it too. But it's just funny because it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it, the aliens in Morrison's Run are like continuity fixers. They're like outside of comic book, like yeah. normal space, and like messing, manipulating things. And then Lemire just makes them uh, part of like the mystical. Red. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, like, it's, which it's, is c- kind of the same idea, but right? Like, he's yeah, he's cementing it in this uh, this rest of the world that's been created. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. It's it's, it's, great.
0: it's one thing to just be like whatever never mind like to just retcon something but yeah. to use it it to use the thing that right. you're retconning in your retcon is is an extra did, layer yeah. of comic book they logic. did
1: exactly what they did in morrison's run now we just know the why in theory. yeah yeah um and this we get an all so now with his powers tweaked a little bit he can actually he actually changes his body changes Uh, So when he gets the power of flight, he grows wings and shit like that. So which leads to some incredible art and fight scenes because then he confronts his old body that's trying to take Cliff and he gets the power of a rhino and turns into a rhino and then a gorilla, kind of the same thing and punch. God, the amount of heads Kicked or punched off of bodies in this run is unbelievable, and it's, it's so awesome. This page of him just punching his body apart is fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so
0: good. This sound um, effect too of this guy's head getting punched off is splunk.
1: Yeah, it's. Oh God, I like it's that awesome. this
0: this book came out
1: after he had already started Sweet Tooth, so like, I wonder if how much of like the same engines running when you're writing both of these at the same time yeah. right yeah that's a good point <laughs> um and i think the last issue in this is like is is uh is like a zero well there's two issues there's like a zero issue i think which kind of gives us the the background of what's been going on and we find out that the avatar of the rot is arcane which is never good no never a good idea if you know anything about swamp thing it's never such a piece of shit um yeah and that's kind of like where we get left off and as we were talking about a little bit it kind of gets you right up to the edge because again they're on the search for swamp thing yeah and they don't find him yet but the next big arc is rot world which is the huge crossover right Uh, event with swamp well the last thing it's it's so great the last last thing that happens in here is cliff gets taken over by the rot right oh he um yeah he kind of like gets kind of passes out because he feels arcane is coming yeah 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 i think he okay I, i i'm not sure it's not clear on this issue but um yeah, he does get taken over by the uh Yeah, and that leads right into the big Rot World event. Yeah, there's a um, huge crossover between the two books. Which was so cool, because then you got you, re- you got Lemire and Snyder uh, basically writing every DC ca- character that they felt like throwing in. Yep, it didn't fucking matter. They, they just kind of picked one. Like, you had Ivy uh, yeah. and Swamp Ivy is badass in Rot World. She's awesome in the Swamp Thing run. And then the fucking, um, but you have, like, all the, you have Steel, all the, the Justice League, they're all Frankenstein. Right. It's great. It's a great Yeah, I,
0: I, I might go back and read all of Rot World.
1: It's really good. Well, Lemire um, was writing Frankenstein, too, at this time. That's weird. I, Yeah, it's like, what, what characters am I writing? Because I feel like Snyder was probably doing bat, some Batman at the that's, so like, yeah, fuck it. Let's put some Batman characters. I, uh, that's a
0: hell of a toy box, man. Yeah, for real.
1: I'm so happy for Lemire. Just, you know, I'm glad that he got, like, pretty much, like, carte blanche to do all the, the indie series that he wants. But I miss him writing DC, like, full time. Like, this is, this is, reading through this, I read the whole omnibus <laughs> over the week. Um, this is peak Lemire to me. His OG stuff, like his original, his creator own stuff, is incredible always. Him, like you said, getting this type of sandbox, like you, you can <laughs> really see how fucking good he is. Like yeah. this, this book is, I don't know, what it's talked about a lot, but like I started reading it because I, I think I read the Morrison run and like, oh, Lemire wrote a run. I'm like, oh, let me check that out. And like this became one of my favorites very quickly. Uh, with a combination of the art and just, like, how he he writes this horror, doom, but, like, the hero's gonna fight anyway story so fucking well. <laughs> and then the art just kind of pulls you into it even more. It's just, like, this is the type of character I feel like he could write and he should write. I want to see him write more. Well, it's crazy, but, too, yeah. because uh, the New 52 really hampered this book Just finding any audience because the new Fifty Two as a whole is like struggled, right? It's just such. It was such a such a weird move for DC because it was (laughs) a complete universe reset for the first time ever. Like I mean, I guess Christ on Infinite Earth is too, but it not to the same extent. Not like um, it it felt like they had completely up lifted the whole universe and just yeah. rebuilt it into something newer, but not like just really weird. Like there was a bunch of like strange, uh, like just, uh, placements like putting, And then, um, there were a lot of really rich history characters that kind of got lost. Um, but, It's just so weird because there were so many good runs that came out of New 52, like this one included. So it's like it's odd that as a whole, it just didn't kind of click. Almost all the the really good stuff is like kind of like the weird like corner case stuff that never got a chance to shine and like needed Mm -hmm. a big spotlight, like Animal Man. Because Animal Man wasn't around much before New 52, because we just talked about the Morrison run. He had that one huge run that Morrison propelled to fame and then that went on for like 40 more issues after him or after them. And uh, and then he kind of went away again. And yeah. um, and then you know there, I mean my like New 52 is really where I started getting more into DC but then as I started to get more into DC and getting more into like non New 52 stuff I realized that New 52 was like not the best move for them because I was like there was so m- so much good stories outside of uh just the main stuff that they disappeared yeah. but the yeah there's so many Dude, yeah the the yeah. like mystical dark like just as like dark like um occult stuff that the New 52 had was the best cuz you had just as League Dark and Animal Man and Swamp Thing and iVampire and like all of these like really small uh books that were, you know, written by someone that like was really passionate and they weren't trying yeah. to tie into the like the new uh continuity that the new fifty two was trying to pave. And so, I just love that you can tell like Lemire and Snyder, I think it's talked about in one of the books i've just been reading like they were like really close they're like buddies so when they both got on these books they like mm, wrote this stuff together like and it clearly shows like these books this and swamp thing complement each other so well and like this this whole red green rot trifecta inject that story (laughs) all that into my into my blood it's like these stories are so fucking cool they're so good and it's just like it's such a just talking about these universal forces that are being controlled by human avatars it it's, leads itself to some really good storytelling why i'm it's so a thankful. good mythology yeah yeah This one some thankful it's for rom because rom feels like the only writer that like <clears throat> wants to is able to bring these guys back like i don't yeah no one's really tapped into that since these kind of runs right like there hasn't been another really an animal man. Yeah. I mean there we talked about big Ram Swamp Thing. We talked about Ram Swamp Thing. And is, other than Ram and Swamp. And it's swamp incredible. Thing, yeah. It is. And and it's got the same kind of vibe. It reminds me of these these type this era and even like Alan Moore Swamp thing. Like talking tapping into that extra force, the green stuff, like makes it I don't know, there's so many interesting stories to tell it's just this with that. It's this great pocket of DC with yeah. all these really amazing characters. That you know don't need to be the justice League to be popular like they like they don't yeah, need right like which I kind of like right it, you know they need they need really passionate writers on them that care about them, right, but they don't like they shouldn't be like uh up in the forefront, you know that but it's just a shame that that's like where all the sales are, you know right, yeah, and like it's and I think at the time like it's not like. Like, Lemire was doing really well, but it's not like Jeff Lemire is the the name that we think of now, right? Like, this is, he's kind of, this is one of his first big superhero books. I think if and he... And he fucking killed it. I think if he had <laughs> kept writing at DC more, they probably would have put him in a same position as Snyder, where he burn him out where yeah where he would probably get put on well actually i mean actually they they did kind of do that because they put him on justice league united and mm. he probably was like nope that, that book was <laughs> that book was weird and didn't really do that well so like you know it's probably no one no, not that big of a uh wonder why he probably wanted to just do his own stuff yeah just like it's something not everyone can write these big team books like you could tell like you said when Writers get a character that they're passionate about, or really connect with. At some point, you get an all-time great, and I think Lemire with Animal Man is one of those. Like, you could tell that he loves this character and really wanted to like. And he knew, like, like all right, Grant wrote the best one so far. That's tough shoes to fill, but I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the combination of him just being great, obviously, and then working with Snyder and kind of creating this world in the new 52 with the red the rot and the green like they created this amazing story uh that you know you get 30 40 issues of both and a crossover and it's it's really great um and i'm kind of mad i missed it the first time around Mm. i feel like i probably would have got into some of these a lot sooner new 52 is a weird time yeah Yeah, i think the only thing from new 52 i really read was like batman and obviously you know that was pretty probably one of the better things that came out of new 52 for the most part yeah Um, and i think you know missing animal man and swamp thing is easy right because they're not huge characters but they're probably at the top of the list the best stuff that came out of new 52 yeah yeah animal man and like justice like dark are definitely my favorites yeah Anytime we could talk about Jeff Lemire, we got to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's an he all-arounder.
0: Like, he can, he can do it all. He can do the superhero he really stuff, can. he can do the indie stuff, he can do the big things, the small things, anything
1: yeah, you need. Yeah, and this kind of really showed him flexing that I can really build this world, but it's not just mine, right? And writing for an artist that isn't him, right? Because he's, up in this. I think, up until this point, he was mainly a cartoonist. He drew everything himself, right? His, yeah. all, it was all his stuff. So really seeing him draw, like write for another artist has got to be a tough thing to do. But I feel like he really clicked with both the artists on this run. And you could, it, it reminds me of him and Sorrentino. Like those dudes have mind meld at yeah. this point. Like they know what they're doing <laughs> with <laughs> each other. And I feel like this felt the same way.
0: I love those books where you can tell that there's that connection between the writer and the artist, mm-hmm. like there's such a good, a good synergy for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, like when the words you're reading, like when the when you're the art when it matches like a like those creepy narrations or like these woeful things, and the art really reflects that. It's like okay, these people are on the same page. Yeah, like they are very much picking up what each other's putting down. It's great, and it, like I said, makes for a great comic, makes for a great read. The first time I read this, I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down the second time I read it. I read the whole goddamn Office no. this week.
0: <laughs> I was surprised at how fast I burned through this. Like I thought this was going to take. It's what happens me a when while you read Mars,
1: get... and, then, and then you? Switch yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like Lemire's is heavy, but it's not as wordy um, as a lot of Morrison comics. So, and there's it, a lot of action in these first two volumes.
0: But yeah, I, I consumed um, this. Like, okay, in yeah. this- I, a few
1: weeks from now, we're gonna read Claremont, and you'll just you're gonna go <laughs> right back to.
0: Hey, I know my, I know I've read my share, my fair share of Claremont. <laughs>
1: Gears are gonna get grinded. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's tough because obviously they're both great, but like I think this is my uh, my favorite Animal Man, uh, I, in in its totality, not necessarily these two in like particular, but four of them, the one that I've read. Like I, uh, more comparing, I feel like this <laughs> is I, I like this one more than the Morrison Run just. I just want because them to bring the... the character back. I know. I feel like there's such a good like. Just give me an Al- Animal Man Swamp Thing book. Like, just give me one of those. for It's funny. Cause... I can tell Zach Thompson wants to write Animal Man so bad because he wrote that Kazar miniseries that I talked about a little bit, which is just yeah. it's just essentially an Animal Man book. <laughs> right. It just took Kazar and made him Animal Man. That's awesome. Th-
0: this this series has been the first time I've ever read any Animal Man, and yeah. it has been. This is a fun one to think about and to talk about, because like yeah, it's it's a fun power set and it's a fun power set to ask like those what if questions. Like you can go on and on and on and on,
1: and they even like evolve the power set a little bit. Yeah, so get the transformation so he can like change his size and things like that, and like that comes up, um, as you read read the series. So like yeah, definitely, there's a lot of cool stories to tell here. And like a lot of it, and I even think they talk. Lemire said this in the the foreword on the omnibus. Like, sure, we're following Buddy, it's Animal Man, but like, the most of this is about Maxine, yeah, the daughter. It's mo. Like, it's a book mostly about her journey, um, and being the avatar of the Red, and it's um, a very cool like. So you kind of get two of them right you're getting these two avatars that are kind of working through and figuring out what they are and what they need to be uh throughout this whole arc and i I, it really is a very awesome playground that lemire created to play with these characters and again you give me some swamping on top of that yeah and some arcane fuck yeah dude i
0: would i would read animal girl
1: (laughs) i would read that book i would read that book uh I, i pretty much couldn't Immediately, I like immediately needed to read the Swamp Thing counterpart to this. Uh, it's great, by the way. We, sh- I want to talk about that at some point. Well, I think <laughs> Lemire ends up adding Buddy to his Justice League Dark run. I think that might be a natural progression. I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's so good. I have to talk about it on yeah. here at some point. Yeah, get to the Forever Evil Blight where they're strapping wizards to wizard guns. Fuck yeah. All in. <laughs> I, I mean, love it. I'm I'm fucking in. Um, yeah, because I would just get some awesome character stuff. Like they have fun in this playground. We get Beast Boy at some point and his connection to the Red and shit like that. And it's just yeah, because like I mean that seems like a natural inclusion. He's uh, he's effectively Edible Man.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, right. Edible he just Boy. Thinks about it. Yeah, like that's almost the same exact power set. I I really liked um. It's funny because Animal Man in the in like the '60s comics went by A Man for like 15 issues, and then there's the the cop in the very first issue of this run calls him A Man. Oh, oh yeah, I was wondering
0: what that was all yeah, about. Yeah, there's some
1: good <laughs> nods to the old. I, I I really liked how he did that and incorporated the Morrison stuff uh, so well um, to make it really feel like this is the same character. It's not like a reboot. It's not just the brand new Animal Man like. This is the same guy. <laughs> All that was just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Great. Loved it. Can't recommend it enough, honestly. I really enjoyed uh reading this again. And All right, the well, problem that- is like I think you've mentioned it, Adam, like reading this stuff, it's more reading, but it's also making me read want to read more shit. Yeah. It's, a it's, problem.
0: it's uh I'm I've been taking a ton of gateway drugs on this on this series so yeah. far. And it's funny. Um, I I keep I keep having to openly admit that I haven't read Sandman yet, because because of the new uh, Netflix series. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not about to just watch this Netflix series. I don't want Netflix to be my introduction introduction to Sandman. But like,
1: apparently, this version is the closest you're going to get to the book without reading the book, though. Well, that's cool because Neil Gaiman pretty much wouldn't let them make it. Until it was close enough.
0: Oh wow. Yeah.
1: I was I read an article about it. He's like, yeah, no one could did it right before, but now they're doing it right.
0: Nice. It's pretty cool. But but what I what I'm trying to say is like there there's sometimes there's that there's those books like we talked about last week, right? Like those books that everyone should read. It's almost like we're in school and it's some sort of curriculum. (laughs) And Sandman's been one of those yeah. books for me that like I just keep not getting around to because I keep falling into other stuff that I re- really want to read. And I just keep pushing it further and further down my list.
1: And that's another one that has it's like it's like it's completely contained, right? So like you're really investing to go in and start reading that whole universe of books, right? So, like you start Sandman, it's like, "Oh, cool. Oh, look. Now there's five trades of lucifer i want to read yeah right and the rest of Sandman, that i want to read and all the other
0: fucking spinoffs and i feel like that's why i ha- i've been kind of avoiding it is because i don't want to get sucked into it for six years
1: you go even <laughs> you go even harder and just read like shakespeare and like all the influences like uh, narnia Beforehand. and like oh, all yeah, the sure. stuff that is like inspired by it. like it let brings me, let me get right
0: on that because there's like a
1: whole trade that's just him doing Shakespeare plays. Yeah. And th- yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of, I mean, the whole thing is homages because it's all storytelling yeah. and dreams and shit. So <laughs> yeah, it is an investment. Like I thought I read it and I was like, yo, I'm going to check out Lucifer. Lucifer is fucking awesome.
0: But oh, but this is real. one of those things. Like, I feel like I've been avoiding Animal Man for the same reason. Like now I'm getting sucked into the whole at the some whole point war of the red.
1: At some point on this yeah, show, dude. we have to talk about Mike I Carey. Did. Absolutely, yeah. I think Lucifer. I think I just got. I think I just added it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about his X Men. Um, oh man, talk about his X. Ex- He's great. Um, everything I've read by him, I really liked. But yeah, I. Did, that's exactly what happened to me, Adam. I got completely sucked in. I'm like, all right, the red. Oh, cool. The green. Give me some fucking swamp thing. Yeah. Pour it <laughs> so on. Cr- just pour it on.
0: Yeah. It's
1: great. So. And the rats is like, it would be. I want to be the rock could probably would have some cool stories if they like had not arcane. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the biggest dickhead on the planet. But like, if they had like whatever their normal avatar would be, I'd be interested to see like what their whole deal would be. He's a great villain though. He is an incredible villain. <laughs> he became the villain for two elemental forces of the planet. Yep. And, and, and fucking <laughs> he put up a fight. <laughs> ugh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Everyone read it. Um, I'm not telling you to read it, but I don't think you'll uh, regret it. If you like Lemire, I think you'll get drawn to Animal Man, I think, uh, and kind of get pulled in, and then you'll kind of have to start your whole Animal Man Swamp Thing journey, just like I did. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just like I'm about to do. Yeah, shit. I, I I think my beach reading's gonna be mostly, like, Swamp Thing,
1: We're just more Animal volume Man
0: one. and uh Sandman.
1: Just go Volume One, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Just fucking don't, start. Start at the top, baby. Don't do Sandman because that will be the whole vacation. Yeah, that's true.
0: I don't know, man. My just vacation get... reading, like, I like to get pulled into something.
1: No, like but that. you just—I mean—you won't have time for the other stuff. That stuff yes. is dense. <laughs> it, yes sandman above all is is pretty dense <laughs> it's great
0: but it's dense. Mm. all
1: right well i can't recommend swamp thing enough
0: that's our that's our animal man series
1: mm. yeah it's great both of them are fucking great all-time greats in my opinion uh, i'm glad we got to talk about animal man it's such a great uh pull for us to talk about i'm excited yeah with the series we're doing
0: yeah, so um, I think I think next up is we're doing um,
1: doing a another salute, another uh in memoriam ish uh, episode, if you will.
0: And we're doing Denny O'Neill next, right? Yeah, that's the plan. So yeah, we'll have that waiting for you when we come back. Uh, I guess in in, in two weeks, we're taking a bit of a break next week, yep. and we'll be back. Yes, sir. We'll be back uh full force. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, well, follow us on the Twitters and the Instagram at last week's comics. Uh join our Patreon. We have a, a ton of cool um dueling genre exclusive stuff out there on the Patreon that you can get your hands on. Uh just by giving us a little bit of money every week. Or every not every week, it's every month. It's even better. Um, I'll give you a link to that. I'll also give you a link to our Discord where you can come hang out with us and chat with us and, and talk to the whole and genre uh, Yeah, Yes, so that's it for us, uh, for me, for them. This is Tales from the Shortbox. Bye, everybody.
1: See you.